Hi, Amy. Hi, Denise. It's so good to see you. I know. It's been a while since it's just been you and me, right? Totally just you and me. So Denise has moved her mailbox inside her tiny closet. So if her sound is really, really good, we'll have to encourage her to record inside her. And okay, Miss Chicago with big closets. <laughs> so, all right. So today's episode, it's just Denise and I here. And we wanted to talk about social media. We wanted to talk about habits and like kind of small changes that you could be making. Um, we wanted to talk about the fear that people have around utilizing social media in midlife. We're just going to kind of dive in. Hey, listeners, thank you so much for joining us for the second season of Midlife at the Mailbox. Over eight years ago, Denise and I met during a chance meeting at our neighborhood mailbox. Over the years, our friendship has blossomed into something bigger. We can't wait to tell you all about it. And although we no longer share a mailbox, we really are closer than ever in real life. This meeting at the mailbox inspired a friendship, a business relationship, a lot of laughs, a couple tears, and now a podcast. So come along and listen in. We're so glad you're here. I'm working on this book right now. I it's been out for I don't know what's the what's the printing date on this. Let me look at the <clears throat> let me look. Have you have you read this book, Atomic Habits by James Not Clear? Yet. Not yet. Okay. So I've read a self-help book that you have not read. Amazing. <laughs> Um, okay. So in 2018, James Clear wrote this book and it's called Atomic Habits and it's called, it says tiny changes, remarkable results, an easy and proven way to build good habits and break bad ones. And the reason that I started reading this book was because I am the queen of procrastination and I'm also someone that starts things, but doesn't necessarily like fully follow through. I will always get things done, but I find that like, I get very caught up in the, my like whirlwind of my day and things don't go as like smoothly as possible. And so I had a really rough, yeah. And, and, you know, Denise knows, but I had a really kind of rough fall. It was you know, um, we're, we're going deep here in that, like some, like I, it wasn't necessarily like diagnosed, like depression, but there were some days that was like much more difficult for me to get out of bed and really get going. And I finally was like, I need to like make a change. So something I think, gosh, it's probably on Instagram, like caught my attention about this particular book. Um, and I picked it up and it was kind of like very, eye-opening. I'm still working on it um, because I actually am finding the book itself for me a little bit overwhelming in the sense that there's a lot of information coming at me and things that when I read things that I find that like resonate with me and I want to like put them into action, the overwhelming piece is like I want to do it all at the same time. And so mm-hmm. does that, do you ever feel that way? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, just sometimes the thought of of putting something together, like I love to plan a party, right? I, one of my most uh, happy memories was planning my 40th birthday party, right? And some people might say, oh, it was a lot. And it was. And, you know, just starting it was 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 the hardest part. But but yeah, you get caught up in the details. You got caught up in the invitations of what you could do and the research and the vendors you can call. And it can be totally overwhelming. Um, 
But, you know, when I, I find for myself, when I, when I discipline myself to write things down or put a yeah. plan together, I, it becomes so much less overwhelming. Um, I work on that with my clients a lot too. Um, <clears throat> What's one thing we could do, right? Those same micro moments or just small changes, right? So I'm, yeah, that's definitely on my reading list, uh, Atomic Habits. I've been, uh, I know you've mentioned that a lot. So I, I, it's like the, you know, it's like the Dr. Samantha Boardman book last year. Yes, that's our- yes, that's our book of the year. <laughs> Um, but I, but I like agree with you in that these like micro moments, these small little things. So I want to read a, I want to read a little, a couple sections from the book, not sections, but a couple little highlights. So the, it's, it, this comes from page 15. So this is literally right at the very beginning and his, his little title of the, of the section called, it says why small habits make a big difference. And he goes on to talk about how it's very easy to overestimate the importance of one defining moment um, and underestimate the value of making small improvements on a daily basis. We often think that we need to, um, we convince ourselves that a massive success requires massive action. So, you know, I'm sure we've all been there where like, we want to lose weight, we want to build a business, we want to write a book, we want to win a championship or achieve some sort of goal. And we put a lot of pressures on ourselves to make something like really earth shattering happen and like quickly that everybody is going to like start talking about. And so what I thought was very interesting about this section and very eye opening to me is as Denise likes to always say, like progress, not perfection. He says improving by one percent isn't necessarily particularly notable um, sometimes, sometimes it isn't even noticeable, but it can be far more meaningful, especially in the long run. The difference a tiny improvement can make over time is astounding. So that's really interesting to me because we talk about how different things that we need to do within our business. So for me, with my clients, a lot of my clients have a lot of fear with putting themselves out on social media. And we'll speak just particularly to Instagram um, in my scenario, um, that they they have they have this like underlying fear that that I'm not even sure that they don't want to put themselves out there because they don't know what people are going to think about them. If they start to, you know, their friends and family, they might judge them or they have this fear because they just aren't very comfortable within the platform. Um, I know a lot of imposters, imposter syndrome too, right? Why should I be doing that? There's millions of other people that could be sharing about that, right? Um, Especially I imagine like baby boomers um, who are somewhat new to the medium, uh, you know, could also, uh, I run into that, you know, that challenge a lot with my clients for in, for LinkedIn, right? I don't focus as yeah. much on Instagram. It's not, you know, um, I mean, if, if, if it warrants it, but my clients are usually, you know, uh, asking me about LinkedIn, right? And in that same vein, right? So. Yeah. But I think one of the pieces that I've started to try to impart with my clients is, um, as we go through the episode, I'm going to talk about um, a few ways to grow your community on Instagram. And one of them is just start showing up and start posting consistently. So when when I say something like that and thinking about how these habits that you could start to make these very small 1% changes, 
that could be your 1% change, right? Is just showing up. So whether it's on Instagram or utilizing LinkedIn to connect with people within a community to help find a job or to start partaking in like a shift in your job, just showing up and starting to post is like a huge piece in yep. terms of in terms of that visibility, right? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. I mean, absolutely. I mean, sometimes I encourage my clients, you know, please, if you can even, you don't even have to post on LinkedIn, but I'd like you to, you know, five, you know, five, make five connections this week or like five posts or comment on five posts in one week, right? Just try that and see how that feels. See what that gets you. Um, and if you don't like it, then let's, let's, let's get back to the drawing board and see what else, right? Because some people are really uncomfortable. I mean, with social media, some people aren't going to engage at all. And that's one thing, but yeah. you know, I imagine you've, you know, if, if people come to you or if they're talking to me about LinkedIn, right, they are, they must be open to the idea, right? And so LinkedIn is non-negotiable right now if, in the, if you're actually searching for a job. But um, and I imagine, too, in small business. Um, it's, you know, I would say it's is, definitely non-negotiable as well, yeah. making sure that you're on Instagram. Yeah. So what um, is, before we get into the social media habits, Amy, I'm curious, what what if, what atomic habits have you enlisted? Maybe just one. Tell us about one uh, that you you know that you've tried to do after reading this book. So what I've started to do is make lists. So okay. I actually um, I've been seeing a, a a therapist as well. I'm starting at the beginning of January, and not because I you know need to go back into my history. Although some of the things that I'm starting to pull out, I think do have a basis in my past. However, one of the things that we have talked about is just that accountability of making sure that I am not feeling overwhelmed and getting things done. And mm-hmm. it's funny because like she calls this, this, she calls it executive functioning. And mm-hmm. I think of executive functioning as like a skill that we needed to have had, like that our kids need to have, right? But it actually is very much something that us as adults also need to have is these executive functioning skills in terms of being able to create these habits that allow us to wake up in the morning and make it through our day in a somewhat organized fashion where we're feeling vital, where we're feeling like we are making where we're feeling like we're getting things done and 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 feeling good about that progress. And so I bought a new yeah. making list. Making so that's my big thing is I bought an assignment notebook. I feel like I say that like like from school, but I bought a calendar. Okay. Um I you know, I feel like and maybe you do too Denise, like we toy the line with between of our generation, right? That so much of our youth was pen and paper. Right. Mm-hmm. Oh, and yeah. and so much of our use was pen and paper. And now as adults, like everything is moved digitally. And so I have a hard time. I find that I like write things in like many different places. I also want to put it in my computer because it's like more organized, but it doesn't always work that way. So now I'm kind of shifting back to just having this notebook. Yeah, what um, works for you, right? What, work, what works I mean, for you? You have to figure out what works for you. And I mean, that. yeah, it's good you tried out different apps. And Amy's always good about trying apps and productivity tools and things like that. And I've actually witnessed firsthand. She wrote me a couple emails this week. This is what we need to do on the ma- on the <laughs> mailbox. And I, I was like, oh, she's on it. She's she's taskmastering me. I love it. I needed that. But yeah, I mean, agree, <laughs> right? I mean, I yeah, I mean, this year I haven't gotten off to the best start on it just because I got – 
a little derailed with my dad's um, yeah. surgeries and health issues. But my thing was I was going to wake up, you know, at 6 a.m., get my, you know, 10 minutes of meditation and then my workout in, right? That is not, I mean, it's not prolific. And I definitely have done it not that often, but I did it yesterday and it felt really good. Yay! I haven't done it in a really long time, but, uh, you know, my goal would be to have more days this year of doing that than not, right? It doesn't work every day, but um, so that's, there's, those are some micro habits that I'm looking to change, right? Because um, I, I ran the list by my husband at the beginning of the year with a New Year's resolution, quote unquote. Uh, and he's like, well, that doesn't sound very much different than what you're doing. I'm like, but no, it is. Like, I don't always wake up at 6 a.m., right? I don't always get up and work out in advance. And it's a work in progress, uh, of course, but that's where I'm at. So that's an atomic habit I'm trying to enlist. Um, well, and that's and and that's a good thing. Like, as I talked to my therapist, therapist yesterday, actually, I recognized that I did something with a I, that I did something with a client and I came back and I was like, okay, don't judge me. And she's not going to like, she's not going to judge me. Right. That's not like, she's that's paid not, not to judge you. Yeah. She's paid not to judge me, but, <laughs> but she's like, I'm very proud of you because you're recognizing that you did something right. And now you could be more accountable for how to handle that situation in the future. Right. And so it goes to these same different types of habits. And I said, you know, I, I got my notebook. I've been feeling like last week I felt significantly less overwhelmed between like be, with my tasks because I was like, oh, it was like a really good feeling and often mm -hmm. like a great celebration, right? When you check something off. And yep, and yep. and my girl will always tell you that too, is like celebrate those, even the tiniest wins, celebrate those and like be excited so when you talk about the fact that you didn't necessarily get up or that you haven't necessarily got up every single day at 6 a.m. and then meditated for 10 minutes and worked out and go about your day, that's okay because you're already, you recognize that you, you're recognizing what you're doing and you know that you want to work to make that part of your habit different and better. And I think part about, I think, some of the beauty of midlife, I, at least for me, is that I'm, I'm, I'm giving myself grace in a lot of mm -hmm. things, right? Um, because, and I think it became acutely clear, you know, earlier this year when, you know, my world kind of got a little bit turned upside down, right? With my dad's health. And then I was taking care of my kids and it was like, I had to cancel a trip. It was just a lot. Like I thought I was all this year was going to go gung ho. And it was. And I mean, thankfully my dad is much better. Everyone at the mailbox, he's driving Yay. now, walking a mile. Yeah. All good things. But uh, definitely through, I had a whole week of 6am wake ups and then I had a whole two months of no 6 a.m. Well, and, and your kids um, have, all, and, and you guys have also been sick. Like, I've yeah, I've been sick. And so anyway, giving myself grace, maybe my 30 year old self, um, even, you know, maybe my 20 year old, my definitely my 20 year old self would have probably just given up and said, well, I'm just not a morning person. I'm not going to wake up. And I'm not necessarily a morning person, but I'm trying to be because I find that I see all the time that those types of habits help people become more efficient. But Anyway, yes. so I think, I think, you know, I think you're going to share some great tips and small things that people in midlife can do uh, to, if they're interested in getting into social media, right? I mean, it's not for everybody, but um, Amy, you know, you tell us about, you know, how you kind of started with social media. Yeah. So that's a great question. Um, 
I was, I do not have like a background or training within social media. So like many people, I have just learned from doing, um, and I also read a lot. So, you know, outside of, you know, these self-help books, I do read a lot of, you know, I, I read a lot from things on the internet. Um, I ask questions. Yeah. I, I ask questions. I follow lots of people within this space. So I have that very inquisitive nature to like ask questions and really try to understand like the why behind certain, behind certain practices. Um, but I would say that with all of the social media that I'm teaching, all of these strategies and pieces, I have taught myself. Um, and, you know, just picking up, picking up things, you know, as, as I've, as I go, but I've recognized that the need to build a community around your business, um, I really started to see that a lot uh, when I, I my pre my job um, from 2016 to well, tw- well 2016 I was consulting for them, but really 2017 to 2021 uh, I was a sales and marketing director for a custom home builder, and I was managing all their social and you know, all their marketing and sales and 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 whatnot. But one of the things that I definitely recognized was that we did have a ton of super fans who were out there cheering for us and the brand and loved what we put out and, you know, wanted to have a house built by this particular team in Northwest Indiana. And that was like really, really exciting to see. It was really exciting to see what worked. It was really exciting to see what didn't work and what our community wanted more of. Um, and they wanted, what I found was that they wanted the real, they wanted the authentic, they wanted to see the behind the scenes. They wanted to know what was going on as these homes were being constructed, right? Yeah, you were micro-influencing. So yep. yeah, just to kind of hear, to encapsulate what you just said. So you basically started social media, being active in social media beyond probably your Facebook account. I'm sure you had a Facebook account like early on, but um, Instagram later. But so 2016, is that what I heard? Yes, I would say 2016. But I mean, I've been on Facebook. Yeah, Yeah, but I've been on Facebook since I got my first EDU, you know, email address when I was in college. But the, yes, but all of what I've done has been self-taught over the past you know, few years, more than few. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, I think that goes to show that it doesn't have to be, you know, prolific. You're not, you know, we're not competing here to be the Kardashians or someone else, right? No. You know, as you're looking to build your small business, it, it doesn't have to be, uh, doesn't have to be a big overture. It can really no. be something um, as simple as just, you know, like Amy said, showing up, but I know she's going to give us like, you know, a couple tips on that. I mean, yeah. you know, on my side, you know, on my side, my social media stories, I remember getting an account, a Facebook account, like in 2005, I think I first married okay. someone in the Bay Area. It was like, oh, you, I was working on a film or no, a young professionals, like Armenian young professionals, AGBU young professionals, like um, event in the Bay Area. And someone said, I lived there at the time and someone said, you got to get this Facebook, the face for a Facebook. And I was like, what is this? And, you know, and I'm a little older than Amy. So it was 2005. I just got married and I was like, okay, all right. You know, I signed on. I'm going to get it. the Facebook. <laughs> yeah. Like, I think people used to say that. I think they still do. But anyway, they do. Yeah. So, yeah. I'm not on the Facebook. Anyway. I'm not. not so I like I was, to say I'm not on the internet. Yeah. So <laughs> I, you know, I, had, I had that there and, you know, I'd have a little account, just use it for personal and, 
I wasn't like overly obsessed. I definitely used to post more than I do today. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm trying to get better at that with for my business and for the mailbox. But, you know, over the years, just did that. But then I kind of went to this phase personally where I didn't wasn't so interested in posting all the time on Facebook and, and very sparingly on on Instagram. But, you know, LinkedIn has always been something that I've kept, but never really utilized for marketing and career development until, you know, 2019 when I lost my job at Symantec and then I was trying to find my way. And and that's when I really started to get back into LinkedIn. And it is such a powerful, powerful tool for, you know, career transition and and underutilized a lot as well. I mean, I just, it fits me and, and what I'm doing. I'm, I'm trying Definitely. to get more to Instagram. Amy is is luring me in and I'm, I'm getting more comfortable on it. <laughs> She's but, learning. Uh, yeah. So, uh, you know, I, I do not consider myself a social media maven. However, I am learning and, uh, you know, and I'm hoping to utilize it for what it is, and, and, you know, in a promotional background. So Amy, we want to hear the midlife at the mailbox, the midlifers in this, in this listening today, tell us kind of maybe give us three tips or three ways that we could, you know, small ways, micro habits or micro strategies, uh, for, for building your social media presence. Okay. So number one, I sort of, we've, we've sort of alluded to this and talked about this as we've gone through our stories just now, um, but showing up and posting, and I'm going to say consistently, but just showing up and posting increases your visibility as Instagram favors accounts that post often and engage with their audience. So that was kind of a two for there, but we're going to go into, a, we're going to go into the engagement in a little bit, but when you so post, post regularly, yeah. So post when you post regularly, you are more likely to show up on your followers feeds and on the explore page, posting quality content consistently also builds trust and engagement with your community, which will lead to increased likes, comments, shares, and saves. So if you're listening to this and you're like, I have no idea what it is that Amy's talking about, then I encourage you to check out my Think Like Instagram course. That's my little small plug for that. Um, And uh, if you listen in in one second, there'll be a little commercial that I'm going to pop in that's going to do a little bit of a deeper dive into what my Think Like Instagram course is that starts on April 20th. Many of my clients express their fear and reluctance to use Instagram as they find it overwhelming and don't know how to get started. If you can relate to this and you're a midlife individual who has been hesitant to promote your personal or professional brand on Instagram, I have good news for you. My Think Like Instagram course is specifically designed to help you overcome your fear and lack of confidence in using social media to promote yourself or your business. Think Like Instagram is a five-week virtual course beginning on April 20th designed to help individuals and businesses like yourself understand the mindset and strategies behind successful Instagram accounts. Through this course, you'll learn how to think strategically about your Instagram content, audience, and goals in order to grow your following, increase engagement, and build a strong brand presence on the platform. As a former sales and marketing director, I use these same strategies to build brand awareness and community for the company, and I will aim to help you do the same for yours. 
As a listener of Midlife in the Mailbox, use code MIDLIFE25 and save $25. Don't miss out on this exclusive opportunity to take your Instagram presence to the next level. Enroll today by visiting a2salesandmarketing.com. That's www.a2salesandmarketing.com to begin seeing real community growth on your profile. Remember, with my Think Like Instagram course, you're not just learning how to use the platform, you're learning how to master it with confidence. Yeah, and I just got out of that course. Um, it was great. I learned a lot. Um, I have, you know, we get access to the recording, so I want to go back, especially on the stories and the reels, which, you know, are definitely Instagram uh you know, 102 and 103. But uh, if you're if you're just starting out that uh, Instagram 101, uh, posting and showing up, Amy does a great job of that. Is your webinar still online? The the webinar you did a couple months ago? Yes, the webinar is still online. Great. Yep. Yeah, guys, listen to that webinar too. Um, you, know, you can get a feel for Amy as well and her style and and, and check it out. That was a really good webinar. So, um, okay. Aww, so post, what would be, yeah. what would be a like, okay. So people would say, okay, duh post. I mean, that's what the whole point is, right? But how, what would you say, what would be a win, right? For somebody, um, for somebody post something about you. So, so how many times a week or how many times a month? Um, I would say if you're, if you're getting going, I would post it. I, I would set yourself a habit for trying to post say three times a week, whatever I, and, and and I say three times a week because I want you to also think about some, think about a number that would be um, easy for you to not feel overwhelmed. If it's one time a week, then start for one time a week and then put, set yourself a goal that next month you're going to post two times a week and so forth. And so you start getting into a habit of coming up with things that you want to share. Now, from a content standpoint, I would always think about this, like at the beginning of the month, you always want to reintroduce yourself to the people that are following you. So if it's your friends and family that are following you, they obviously know who you are, but you constantly want people to know what it is that you're doing so that they know and can, you know, be your super fans when someone says like, ah, oh, I need an Instagram coach, right? I need someone to help me with X, Y, Z. I need someone to help me find a job or mm-hmm. I'm unhappy with my job. And, you know, oh, I can say like, call Denise because she is the great person to speak to about transitioning your career. Or if you're in a transition already where you're looking for a position, she's a great resource to help you to get to that next, you know, to get to that next step. Mailbox family, the 2023 job market can be tricky to navigate, but it doesn't have to be. Working with an experienced career transition specialist like myself at Denise Rabat Career Coaching can help you with common issues that trip up many job seekers like how to do resume revisions, networking strategies on LinkedIn, how to answer the infamous interview question, tell me about yourself, and so, so much more. Visit my website, drcareercoaching.com, and click on the Speak with Denise button in the top right-hand side of the page to set up a complimentary session to discuss your current career needs and a plan that we can put in place to help you. That's drcareercoaching.com. See you guys back at the mailbox. In terms of like your posting though, Always be yourself. 
So the same person, I always will say this. So the person that you hear on this podcast or the person that you see in my social media would be the same person that you are going to meet if you met me at the grocery store or walking down the street or at a fitness class. I'm that same person. You are going to find that being you, being authentic on Instagram and even through LinkedIn um, is going to start building trust and credibility And as you begin to build that trust and credibility with your community, you're making that genuine connection. Um, Your followers are going to be more likely to engage with you and share your content with other people. Um, So being authentic can lead to that increased engagement, as we talked about, because you're going to be sharing your real thoughts and experiences. So like this morning, um, we're recording this in March. This should... um, go out uh, on the 30th of of the month. So we're about a week or so off from that date. But like this morning I shared, I literally just got off the Peloton and I was talking about my day and I had this similar look to my hair and a top knot on the top of my head. I'm not in makeup and I was making my smoothie. And, but you know what? 90% of the time, that is how I look. So if you met me at the grocery store, you know, that's probably how I will look going to the grocery store. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, you're really good at that. I mean, she reminds me of that a lot. And she she pushes me to like do you know, more posts where I am looking like I look most of the time. However, that is something I can't get past personally. Um, That might be something like, I'm older than you. I don't know. It's it's just like something I can't get past. I, I really can't. And I know that so many people do it. Obviously, I follow hundreds of people on Instagram. Everyone doesn't have the perfect picture or the makeup done or the hair. And, um, but I can't get past that just yet. I'm not there yet. But, you know, this is progress, not perfection. So I'm exactly. trying a little more. But she reminds me when I am in when I am dressed up or when in those, you know, rare occasions when I'm all, you know, I'm ready or I think I'm camera ready, quote unquote, to start recording. Right. And that that could be another thing, too. Right. You know, if you're trying to promote a business or, you know, a service that you're selling or a product, you know, try to do, you know, maybe condense. That would be my thing is um, you know, taking that to the next levels, record these things or you know, take pictures when you are feeling if that's yep. like, if, you're, if you're like me and, and just can't get past that. Um, you know, having that for perpetuity. Make that blowout, make that blowout doubly count, right? So if you... Yeah, or focus on stories, right? If you're like me, focus on stories because those are only last 24 hours and then they go away. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) But I think, you know, like there'll be days that like we're recording and because it's just Denise and I today and it's a little bit earlier and, you know, it's, she's, Denise is two hours behind, you know, us here and me here in Chicago and we're recording like in the first half of the day, it's early for her. I did my workout already. Denise probably hasn't quite gotten to that point in her day, but it's hard to like, just get the kids out the door and get yourself go. Like it's a whole, pro- you know, it's a whole process to like turn me into camera ready. So yes, <laughs> take advantage of those times and you'll certainly see me and, you know, more makeup or, or, or whatnot. But I also, you know, I'm also getting to a point where I'm, I've put the fear aside and I'm like, this is me. This is how I look 99% of the time, or I say 90% of the time. If you see me at the hockey rink or on the sports fields, you know, I could be in a hat, you know, whatever it might be. I'm, I'm, I'm out there and it's me. 
People are going okay, to connect. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, sorry. So um, oftentimes when you show your voice, your followers can relate to you and feel a deeper connection. So by being authentic, people are going to connect with, with, with you. People connect with people. They don't connect with a logo. So don't be afraid to create content around things that you're interested in and just show off who you are. Um, and my so last piece too. Oh, this oh, is two amp. No, oh, that was okay. two. So be authentic. Oh, be okay. you. Be authentic was number two. Number oh, one was okay. show up and and yes, and, up and um, post. Okay. Um, okay. And number th- and number three um, for my tips today is talk to your audience. So this is the secret sauce. Make an effort to reply to every comment or DM. It might seem overwhelming at first, but. It's the way for you to keep the conversation going. And if you put a post out, put a call to action. So what is it that you want to what what is it that you want to accomplish from this particular post that you're that you're putting out? Ask questions, right? Reply thoughtfully to your comments that that people make. Comment on other people's posts. So find people that are within a space um, find people that are within a space that is similar to where your followers live and interact with those people because then they might see something insightful that you said and come on over and start following you because they want to hear more of what it is that you have to say. Um, so by being thoughtful to your comments and replying and communicating, um, what does that do? What do you think that does, Denise? Well, I think it allows, well, it's another touch point, right? So it's another way to interact um, and network. Um, You know, I always have my networking hat on, but it also allows you to, you know, to show more more of yourself, right? Um, And and your brand and who you are, right? And I guess it all depends on what your, um, what your goal is, right? Your mission is with your social media and everyone, it might be different, but I imagine if you're listening, Right now, it's to sell something or promote something or to, you know, share your brand. So that's what I'd say. Yeah. Yeah. And it really, when you're talking to your audience, it also helps to build relationships. So it's what Denise and I are trying to do with our podcast is we build relationships with our guests. We are out to build relationships with our listeners. Those of you that listen consistently, you know, start to know who we are, even though, because we share, right? We share things that are personal to us. You know, I've shared a lot today that one, I have a therapist that two, I had a really tough fall, you know, like just like those are very personal pieces that I am putting out for all of our listeners to hear. So it just shows that this relationship piece with people that you may not know is really, really big. Now, maybe if I was like in a job market, I probably wouldn't share all of that. But I think that there's pieces that you could be still um utilizing i didn't mean to interrupt you but didn't we get a comment just the other day from someone that wasn't a personal friend of ours right that wrote in to us to tell us um what did you say i mean you paraphrase i can't remember exactly yeah so oh that was a really good story so long story short i clicked on a link that i shouldn't have clicked on and um (laughs) i sent this girl an email and i said hey i think that your instagram was hacked I went to her actual website, set, filled out a contact form, and she wrote me back. And we've had this like whole long exchange. And one of the things that she told me was that I didn't even know that she was a listener of the podcast, but she told me that she was inspired by our website episode that we put out last season to jump in and build her website. And I was like, that 
was amazing. So it's it's just something that shows that like we're we're reaching people, we're connecting with people, even in you know in ways that you know people may not always always tell you, which is was awesome. I'm like so happy yeah, that, that was, she built her website. Was really it was cool. it was yeah. really cool. I mean, that's, you know, that's what we love doing. Um, and it kind of goes back to the original mission, right, of, of us sharing uh, things and topics and conversations and feelings that we have in midlife and, you know, seeing if any other one else feels the same, right? And we're on the beginning phases of this podcast, but it has brought us so much fulfillment and vitality, right? So thank yep. you guys all out there for listening. And if other people have had similar stories, please share, right? We're, we're trying to you know, encourage our listeners to rate more and tell us what's working, right? In season two, we've taken a bit of a different direction. Um, So tell us if, if that's working for you or if you're like, hey, we like season one, uh, you know, and we'll go back to that, right? We're, we're really here for you, right? So, I mean, for us, but for you. <laughs> <laughs> well, we recognize, you. well, no, like, I mean, in, in keeping with what you just said, and then you can thank me. Um <laughs> We recognize as we were, you know, putting together our podcast that, you know, we, one of the segments that we gave up to do our interviews was our midlife moment, which to us like made our podcast what it was. And so we recognize that. And so a few weeks ago, Denise did hers. Then today we're doing this one is like our little midlife moment episode. But, you know, we're going to, we, we've just been bogged down between like the sick kids and, you know, the sandwich generation and life. <laughs> and life. Yep. And our businesses that like, we haven't been able to carve out even the 30 minutes that it takes for us to, you know, to record this. And this was very much like off the cuff. It's probably one of the first ones that we haven't really done like totally scripted. So hopefully it was good. We had a few notes. I had like my book, whatever. Um, but hopefully it was a good episode and, um, you know, we hope that you learned a little something. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think the main takeaways for me is that, you know, reminding me that small changes or micro habits, um, micro moments or things like, like that can really, those small changes, if, you know, if we just focus on one small change can ripple effect right into other areas and specifically in social media, right, where Amy is an expert, um, that those small things that she mentioned, the three tips, right, which were, you know, show up and post, be authentic, be real. And then lastly, um, talk to your audience and engage, yeah, comment and engage with your audience. Those three things, if you even try those like, you know, once a week or even once every two weeks, right? If once a week, you know, seems daunting to you, uh, start those things and social media can really become uh, more a part of your daily your daily habits, if that's a goal of yours. So exactly. Um, I know I'm going to try to, you know, focus on number two and three a little bit more. I post, <laughs> but I, <laughs> and, uh, you know, with that, I'm going to encourage my, you know, my clients too, especially on LinkedIn. A lot of times I'll just say, you know, try five or 10 connections a week if they're looking to yep. build their LinkedIn following, um, or try posting once a week, post some thought leadership, you know, do you think like and that? LinkedIn so and when you say the thought leadership leadership piece, Denise, LinkedIn has a kind of blog piece. So if you are a writer or you have, if you feel like you have a little bit of um, information that you want to share, post that because it mm -hmm. might resonate with somebody and it's just more information. It's more content that you could put out about yourself and show off your skills. 
And I mean, it, doesn't, yeah. it can even be a repost, right? You could repost on Instagram, a reshare. And I, I encourage that on LinkedIn for so many people. If you don't, if people, my clients are stuck or they don't know what to write or they're feeling like imposter syndrome, repost an article. It, you know, say, look at this. How cool is this? That is a post. You're going to show start showing up in someone's feed and algorithm yeah. more than you do that. So, um, you know, just... It's if, if social media is a goal, and I know it's not a goal for everyone, but if it's a goal in midlife, especially if you're feeling that you're out of touch with it or that you don't utilize it enough, um, uh, follow these three things for a month and see if it helps you, right? And maybe we'll yep. check back in in a month at the end of the season and see how things are going, right? So, And if your kids won't help you, which I hear <laughs> that a lot, I truly, truly hear that a lot. I will help you. I will teach you. And you could message my mother. She took my Think Like Instagram course and she learned things as well. So, yes, yes. Yeah. I mean, it, it's really for it's everyone. Everybody. Yeah, and, and same with that. If you're feeling overwhelmed or imposter syndrome on LinkedIn, uh, you know, hit me up. We can talk on a console and I can see if I can help you as Definitely. well. Definitely. So. Denise is amazing. She got me to where I am here. So, <laughs> she's, she's a rock star at what she does. Oh, thanks, Amy. Well, cool. Well, thank you, Mailbox. This was fun. We haven't done this in a while. We hope you found this to be useful as well. Uh, again, we're, we're pulling out all the stops this season. Rate <laughs> us on Apple, put a review together, or just reply to an email. Share a story just like that woman did. We'd be happy yeah. to hear about them. And uh, we'll be showing up more on social media. <laughs> <laughs> I'm teaching Denise. And if yeah. you like are listening to this episode and you're like on a walk or on an airplane, like take a screenshot, like with you, like listening to it and, you know, in a picture and post that. And we would love to, we'd love, love, love to share. Um, wow. We want to know our listeners. So thank you. Thanks, Mailbox. We'll be back um, with our next episode. We'll have a couple more special guests this season. We can't wait to share their perspective and uh, we'll see you at the mailbox. Bye. Bye. And that's a wrap for this week. In season two, our goal is to share actionable tips with you. We hope this podcast episode leaves you feeling encouraged and full of midlife energy. But don't go away yet. Be sure to check out our show notes. And while you're there, click to join our email list. We promise we'll, we'll send only meaningful content. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram too for the show at Midlife at the Mailbox or our individual accounts for our own tips and tricks at Amy L. Alex 28 and Denise Rabat. That's Denise with a Y. Thanks, Mom. <laughs> so that we can come into your inbox each week and your feed almost daily. If you're a seasoned listener or just found us, we're glad you did. Make sure that you are following our show on your favorite podcast platform. And if you like what you hear, please share our episode with your midlife bestie and leave us a five-star review so more awesome listeners like you can discover Midlife at the Mailbox. We release new episodes every other week on Thursdays. At least we try. Our podcast is a production from the minds of two midlife besties and produced with love by the very creative Amy Alexander and Denise Rabat. Professional video and audio editing by Hivecast. See you at the mailbox. Bye.